0: In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew.
1: All right, it's In the Lab time. I'm Drew. That's John. And we're happy that you're with us. John, it's been a bad season. You know, the Texans have only won four games. Not a good year. But despite all that, this win last Sunday against the Chargers is one of the most fun games I've ever been at as a yep. employee of the Houston Texans. Been here since 09, you've been here since 14. That was a hell of a lot of fun given what the expectations were, who was actually playing against who, and the way the game went. You look back on it, these two teams combined to punt one single time in the entire oh, game, which is bananas.
0: That's and nuts. I've,
1: I've tweeted about it a few times. I've written about it as well, a few different ways, but the Texans on offense had nine possessions. Six of them ended in scores. A seventh ended in the victory formation. They had yeah. the one punt. And then the eighth wasn't a three and out. It wasn't a punt. It wasn't a turnover. It was a missed field goal, which you, know, you want to make yeah. all your field goals. Obviously you want to score touchdowns every time, but you were, it was a scoring opportunity. So really just one time out of nine, you didn't really have any chance at scoring. And I mean, that's, that's remarkable. And the, for their part, chargers, you knew they were going to gun and you knew they could, could get yeah. in the end zone, but your defense kept them out. Your defense rose up, got three takeaways, forced them to kick field goals. A few other times, it was just a fun, fun all around game, man. One of the most fun games I've ever had. And I, yeah, I know it's been a bad year. You know, you're still four and, and whatever four and 11, but I still had a hell of a good time. That's what I got to say. And I know a lot of other people in this building feel the
0: same way. Yeah, You're absolutely right. I felt the same way, you know, when, when Tav picked that pass off and, and took it to the house, I, <laughs> I, I have a, there's a point in which I try and move from one side to the other. And I try and, you know, once the ball gets to around the 40, I got to make a decision. Like, do I go to the other side? Do I need to be on this side? Yep. You know, the chargers had been moving the ball. So I felt Okay they had taken up 34 to 23 lead at that point. They're probably going to be chucking it. I need to move and let, let me get ahead of this thing. So I moved to the other side of the field. So I was on the North end as Tav picked that thing off and went to the South end. And I just kind of had like a one man like celebration. And it was interesting. Cause it just was like, everything sort of coming out, like all the anguish and pain and stuff was just kind of like, man, you know, like I just let it go and it was beating a good team. And it was, you know, Saturday afternoon, Christmas, getting ready for Christmas dinner, and get the email from you know Omar and and Everett and everybody in PR, and it says, "Hey, seven guys are coming back from COVID, but you had to bring up eleven guys from the practice squad." You basically brought um, up like, your practice. You basically yeah. brought up your practice squad. Exactly. I mean, and like, wait a second, we're kicking with a kicker who's never kicked in the what, what? We're starting a defensive lineman who's never worn a uniform in an NFL game. Yeah, we're in week sixteen in um, Michael Blum for – I mean. Oh my God. And it's Justin Herbert. And so look, we, I knew there was no Bosa. I knew there was no Corey Lindsley. I didn't know there was not going to be a Derwin James, but you know, those guys are you know, pretty important pieces, but you know, the Texans are, you know, 23 guys. I think were on COVID at that point on the COVID reserve list. So, you know, I didn't want to hear it from the chargers, but when Tav picked that pass off and it was like, they're going to pull this thing off. The fans that were in the building at that point went berserk. Yeah. I mean, I could hear it and I could hear it in, my ears, I could hear it everywhere. And I think for a lot of, a lot of people, it was like, man, this is what I remember this team being running the ball for 190 yards. And then it'd be 189 Davis got minus one because of the kneel down, but it was 190 rushing yards combined with a passing game that attacked down a field. It was rookies that you watched all year long that played at a high rate that gave you a lot of hope. I mean, there were six rookies that played in that game. Yes. On Sunday, mm-hmm. Davis mills. We know what Davis did. Nico caught his first touchdown at three catches. Brevin Jordan had four catches, all of them for first downs. Jimmy Morrissey started at center. Garrett Wallow had four tackles, started at linebacker um, and had another good week on top of the week. He had against Jacksonville. And then Michael, one the aforementioned uh, played in the NFL for the first time. It started, ended up with half a sack and there was a drive in the third quarter maybe early fourth quarter where he came up with three big plays he was half a sack he got uh, half of a sack he had a couple other tackles on that drive I mean he really made himself so you throw all that in then you throw it to the, you know the day after Christmas and you're thumping this team you're not making mistakes you're taking advantage of them it's one of the top quarterbacks in the league and you're knocking him off and you're really kind of knocking him off a pedestal you pick him off twice you get the fumble you know J.O. has the big game um, you know, in his second. I mean, there's just so many good things that really combine. And I think everybody sort of internalized this entire year and kind of just let it out because as tabs running and he's scoring in the end zone. Mark had a tremendous call. I'm like losing it down on the sidelines. I'm looking around the building. The fans are just going berserk. They had their, you know, they had those like foam finger things that are yeah. kind of in the form of the, the horseshoe or Toro's head or whatever. And, and fans were just like waving them and going, it was just, it was good feeling. Now, look, it's one game and you're right, Drew. It's been a rough season, but it's the kind of game that you win, that you go into the offseason and you keep reminding yourself, look, you can you can look this way, even with I me. Mean, look what it looked like with a with a skeleton lineup. I mean, with barely 46 guys to go to game day with and you saw a lot of the things that you've wanted to see from guys all year long. And here's the thing. In the last six games, Texans are three and three. Now, unfortunately, the three on the back end, they lost all those at home. That was mm-hmm. unfortunate. But they they ended up winning two of them on the road in Tennessee and Jacksonville, two division games on the road. So they finished two and one in the division on the road. They'll they win this game at home to give the fans something to get excited about, and then we'll see what happens with the Titans in week 18. If they're playing you know the varsity or JV squad, what that game's gonna mean. Um, the last two years, that game hasn't meant anything to the Texans because in 2019, we had it sewn up. In 2020, obviously, you're finished out of a 4-12 season. And the Titans, both times, are playing for playoff positioning. They were playing to get in the playoffs. They are playing mm-hmm. to win the division last year. Now, if they win this weekend, they're playing the Dolphins at home in Nashville. If they win, I would imagine we'll see the skeleton crew from the Titans as they get ready for the playoffs. So we'll see what happens on fan appreciation day, but you know what? Fan appreciation day was, that was Sunday, man. The fans that were there the day after Christmas, seeing that game, I mean, it was the perfect gift to get um, from the Texans, the way that they played and put all those things together.
1: It was a lot of fun. I mean, I just, it was really, really cool seeing that just because you you basically score every time and your defense got three takeaways. Think about that. This team, has four wins three of them have come when you've been plus three in turnover differential and then the other yeah. one came when you were minus one which is weird. <laughs> yeah it's i mean so just so strange. weird you know like yeah. otherwise if you're even or if you're positive but not plus three you've lost all your games and you've only won one of the, the three or four games that you were negative in turnover differential so it's just a just an odd odd season and a fun, fun game to watch. I mean, I had, I had a great time and you, you put it perfectly as, as far as capturing the moment and the, the yeah. scene there at the very end,
0: drew, there were a number of firsts
1: and I thought it was,
0: it was kind of, yeah, you of a good article about that. That was fun. Yeah. Just talking about the, the different firsts that, you know, all the different things. I think the one that I was, I you can't say it was like happiest about, but the one that, that stood out to me the most because I, from the time I've grown up, played all different kinds of sports. And within those sports, I always try, I always prided myself on being good on all sides, you know, play basketball. I wanted to be a good, I want to be a good defender, but also mm-hmm. want to be able to contribute on the offensive side. Football, I wanted to play both ways, even on special teams. I wanted to, I wanted to do it all because I feel like I could help my team that way. So I've always loved players that do more and you you Like you said, you've been around since 2009, so you've been around a few more years, but we watched the watching Texas football since 2002. I couldn't for the life of me, Drew, remember a player for the Texans playing offense, defense, and special teams all in the same game like Tremont Smith did the other day. Look, I know it was only one carry, and it was a toss sweep. That's kind of an easy play. Hey, look, this is going to be a toss sweep. Just catch it and run. Either way, don't care. He played offense, got seven yards. I mean, that was <laughs> – Honestly, got, it was, was one of the longest rushes all year at seven yards. He then played defense, and then he played special teams. Drew, I don't remember a Texan who's ever done that, who's ever I got played. One. Do you have one?
1: I It was in a it was in a preseason game at the Saints okay. a few years back. Well, yeah, Charles Our James. Our guy Charles James. He, he yeah. peeled off a touchdown. Run.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, I'm looking yeah. at it right now. I'm looking at it right now on the, um, uh, the stat book. The game book always has a, a – a oh. spot for playing time percentage i got one i got one jj watt
1: at cleveland
0: i mean he damn near blocked two
1: punts he got flagged but he, he, got he flagged was twice. close i mean he
0: was that's a great one i'm glad you said that you're right he caught
1: the touchdown yeah, he wrecked yeah. shop on defense i mean just he hit every pretty much statistical category that? yeah how
0: did i forget that i mean and i think then, deandre hopkins has probably played Way, yeah, way he, back as the been, defender on a hill. Mary, I think yeah. he's been back
1: there before, but special teams. He
0: never really, he never played. had special teams, but yeah. JJ and Cleveland in 2014 for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that hits all. Not too guys. well, actually that you though, but no, no, you know. that's okay. I'm glad you did. That was a fun I was kind of, I was kind of, I was kind of saying it while putting out there either way. Tremont had, he played every snap defensively. He has seven special team snap and then he had that one offensive snap and uh, just to see a guy hit all three columns is really, really cool in the play and the play time percentage. So I hope they expand that a little bit more. He's got some juice. and especially if teams are going to be like, nah, we're not kicking it to that guy anymore. Okay, yeah. we'll put him on offense, make make him a threat. And that's kind of the way I I, I felt watching it as he went in. I was like, yeah, if they're not going to kick it to him, find a way where he can pick up yardage for you. And, yeah. And that was that was a pretty easy way. Now I'm what I'm hoping is okay. Now there's a counter to that. Okay, the toss sweep. They put him in there. Everybody knows, okay, it's going to be a toss sweep. Well, you fake the toss sweep. You boot out the other way. Maybe a defender's out of position. I think there's a lot of different things now you can do with it. You don't get crazy. You don't get crazy. But if you teach Tremont a couple of things and maybe a rink or two off of it, you never know what I might be able to do for the last couple of games.
1: I got a little so- something more for you. Okay, so I I interviewed him last week in the pregame as well as a Drew's Dozen, and I asked yeah. him about that, about you know playing on offense, what had happened. He said, yeah, I've been lobbying TK for it. Tim Kelly the offensive yeah. coordinator. Yeah. Keep in mind, he's very proud. He he met he, he said this. Tremont Smith is very proud of his throwing ability from high school. He was a quarterback. He was a good quarterback. <laughs> yeah. He threw a lot yeah. of touchdowns in high school. He ran for a lot, he said, but he threw for a lot too. Yeah. Toss sweep right. Pull up. Boom. Let's do it. There's all sorts of wrinkles that that can go into it now because of what he can do. So, here's the
0: here's the other one Drew, that I want. Here's the other one I want. I'm trying to figure out who's the right guy. Last week in the NFL, Connor McDermott of the Jets, Lane Johnson of the Eagles, and there was one more. There were three. Oh, Terrence, uh, Terrence Steele of the Cowboys. There were three offensive linemen that caught touchdown passes oh, yeah. last week. So if we have an offensive lineman to catch a touchdown pass this week – now, it's not going to be one of your interior guys. Right. It's got to be one of your other guys. I hope we can get Titus Howard back. He would be the natural. He would be the natural one. He's played tight end before. He's played quarterback before. He would be the natural one to go catch one. But he or Charlie Heck, maybe John Christian. I don't know. Offensive lineman for a touchdown. I'm all for it this week. Or work with me here. You pull him as a tackle. Okay. He
1: brushes himself <gasps> first. Yes. He, he takes the pass? hand off.
0: Oh, you're talking up
1: oh, and throws it because he's a quarterback too. He played quarterback <laughs> yeah. also. Yeah. And we've seen okay. him throw it in practice. So, yeah. We're coming up with all sorts of harebrained yeah, it's what we trick do. plays here on in the lab. But that's what we do. We dork out yeah. and do things like that. And that's why this has been a fun in the lab. Hey, John, hope you had a hair, uh, Merry Christmas and hope your New Year's I yeah, hope, hope your Christmas was hairy too, way saying it. Um, <laughs> it is. And I will see you again very, very soon, man. Good to see you. Yeah, brother. See you, man.